So the whole point of this series, Loving Without Agenda, is, uh, is, I suppose, inspired by a line in a book by a guy called Bob Goff, which is called Everybody Always. It's a brilliant book that really challenges us as humans, is how do we become better in the way that we relate to other people? And how do we um, reach this place where we actually become love to all people? Uh, and he says, if you love with an agenda, it's actually not love. Um, and that's the reality, isn't it, in relationships. When we put an agenda on what needs to happen for that relationship to, to function and exist, when we have a plan in the back of our heads of what we want that to look like, actually we, we're getting into dangerous territory of it no longer looking like a loving relationship because um, we're for, we've, we've got an agenda, we've got a plan behind us ourselves of, of what we want that relationship to look like. So we've looked at a few different subjects. We've looked at your workplace. How do you love that agenda in your workplace? Uh, last time we looked at your neighbours. And today we're looking at your friends. And one of the challenges we, uh, we talked about from the beginning of this series is um, if you're going to love everyone, does that mean you've got to be best friends with everyone? Because that sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? It sounds impossible to do. Um, but the reality is you don't need to, to be best friends with everyone. Love can look different in different kind of relationships. And that's what we're trying to do. Go through different categories to say, OK, well, what does it look like? Yeah, in your workplace with your neighbours. And today, what does it look like with your friends? Uh, next, uh, I think next week, Becky's talking to us about how do you love yourself without an agenda? Um, and then the, the, the two that I'm going to throw in over the summer will be how do you love... Um, those closest to you without an agenda, which is really tough. Your parents, your kids, your partner, um, your closest friends. How do you love them without an agenda? Um, which is uh, easier said than done sometimes, if we're really honest, especially when you're talking about kids. Um, we want this for them. So um, they need to do this in order for, for what I know is best for them to happen. Um, and then uh, I'm going to look at um, those who are kind of distant as well we're going to throw that in there which is people that we are maybe just who are strangers but also what about people who we've chosen to have a distance from that we need a distance from because we need to put boundaries in place how do we love without an agenda in those kind of scenarios i'll throw those two over the summer um, just as little video things so we'll almost go back to kind of covid times uh, and you can um, you can watch me uh, talking to you about those then so today we're, we're picking up with part three um, of loving without an agenda. Uh, how do we love our friends without an agenda? And becoming loving our friendships can be a constant challenge, can't it? It's not always the most straightforward thing. Um, but we often have a variety of friendships that all function in a different way and require a different kind of approach. Now, the way we connect with friends can happen in all sorts of different ways. So sometimes it's that we have a common interest. We, we kind of gravitate towards people who share the same kind of interests to us. Maybe we've had a conversation and we realise that they're into the same kind of TV programme that we are or they've got the same kind of hobby that we're, that we're into. And suddenly there's this, there's this kind of joining of, of spirits and that we, we both kind of relate around this same kind of thing. Um, sometimes it's personalities. You know, when you meet someone and they put, you just click with their personality and you always become like kindred spirits. And it's like, oh, we were always meant to be friends. That's sometimes what it feels like. Maybe it's shared experiences. Maybe you've been through something phenomenal and someone else has been through that and you know what that feels like. Or 
probably more devastating and more difficult, you've been through an absolute tragedy or a challenge in your life and you meet someone else who's been through that. That is an amazing connection. Because suddenly, you no longer feel completely isolated on your own. You can look into the eyes of someone else and go, do you know what? They know how I feel. That's special, isn't it? When we find friends like that, it can lift us out of a place of feeling isolated and alone. And you know, sometimes with friendship, it just happens. You become friends with people who you never thought you would actually be mates with. They're very different personality to you. They like different things to you. But it just works. Your friends... And it just seems like something that gives you life and is important for you. And I think when friendship works well, it can be so fulfilling and can strengthen who we are. Now, if we jump into the Bible, there's quite a few different um, things it's got to say about friendship. I've got a challenge with this bit because uh, I tried to grab hold of my Bible before I came out and I couldn't find it. Um, I can't get through all the Bible verses quick enough um, and wait, you waiting for me to go through the app to kind of find all the references. So I'm going to go old school. I'm going to get people to read out different ones, OK? OK, so um, who's got the first one? They're all really short, so they're little nuggets. If you ever want to find nuggets of stuff to do with life, Proverbs is brilliant. So, Rich, did you get to, uh, yeah, 12, 26? Uh, Can you read us that? Righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Cool. Seventeen nine. Who's got that? Um, love prospers from fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Yeah. Cool. Eighteen nineteen. Yep. Do a favour and run in Cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, Victoria. Cool. And then um, 27.17 says this, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And it's interesting, isn't it? All those little nuggets of stuff that we can look at to do with friendship. Um, we get a sense, don't we, that actually if we can do friendship well, if we can invest time and energy into making sure that, that our friends feel um, loved and supported, all that kind of stuff, it can be such a beneficial relationship, not just for us, but for the people that we're trying to be friends with as well. As well. Um, and friendship has a huge purpose and can truly enhance who we are. I know sometimes when people are looking for a life partner, we're trying to find someone who, who might kind of fulfill everything that we need in another human being the reality is it's not really possible for one person to meet every single emotional need that you've got we need friends outside of our relationships our closest relationships to be able to to listen to what we've got to we've got to say listen to what's going on in our lives to to understand to be able to support us there's things that I'm interested in that Han has no interest in at all and if I try and talk to her about it, I just see this glazed look come over her face. I'm like, she does not want to know about these particular things. I think you two probably have that. I know everything about someone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the reality, isn't it? But, but Mike needs me to be able to talk about something boring to do with, to do with um, sound or... or yeah. Um, but we need it, don't we? And I think sometimes... Sometimes we think that, that one person's got to meet all of those needs. And actually, we've got to understand that friends have a role. 
um, to be able to, to support us and enable us to feel like we are, we are getting everything we need in life. And I suppose the, the key thing is, um, it's easy to focus on what we need our friends to be. What do we need in the way that we operate? But our main role and responsibility as, as decent human beings is actually to be the kind of friend that we'd like others to be. That's the simplest way to look at it. Be the kind of friend that you need. So if you know there's things in your life that you're missing, be that to other people because they're probably needing that as well. So the simplest way to define that, I suppose, is look at um, the question, what do you look for in a friend? Well, I would say it's quite simple. Maybe we're looking for love. We're looking for encouragement, support, loyalty, honesty. This one's an interesting one. Challenge. We're looking, we actually need challenge from a friend, a true friend will be able to turn around and go, do you know what, I think you went too far. Or I think you're overreacting. That's what a true friend does. It's not easy to find that, where you feel safe that someone would do that. But also for me, the biggest thing with friendship is time. Have we got someone who will give you time? Because if you've got a really great friend who never has time for you, it kind of works against friendship, doesn't it? Because... Actually, we all want to feel like we're important enough that someone would stop what they're doing or they would look at their week and go, I really want to see you because that's really important. And if this is what we look for, uh, then the challenge for each of us is based around how we can be each of those things to our friends. How can we be loving? How can we be encouraging to our friends? How can we be supportive? How can we be honest? How can we be people who are prepared to challenge our friends? And how can we be people who show our friends that we have time for them? That's the basic stuff we're talking about. If we want to be a good friend to other people. But this series, we're looking at this idea of agenda. What does agenda look like in friendships? When agenda affects our friendship, it has the ability to cripple the potential impact that we can have, but also the difference our friends can make to us if agenda creeps in and begins to get in the way. And there's, there's quite a, a bit of repetition each week with what agenda looks like. Um, and the first thing we're going to talk about, um, I think we've probably talked about one of the other weeks. The second thing we'll talk about, we've definitely talked about it each week so far. So agenda can creep in in, in in lots of different ways. But the two that I've picked is firstly our expectations. What are our expectations of a friendship? We can easily become focused on what we require from friendships and feel frustrated or disappointed if people don't deliver. And sometimes, you know, the problem is we have a different expectation to what that person has. And we might think that they are closer friends than they think we are. That stuff is tough, isn't it? That we have an expectation of this is what friendship looks like and this is what this person needs to be to me. And actually, do you know what? In some friendships, we might actually just be setting ourselves up for a fall because maybe that person isn't ever going to be able to be that for us. Um, And sometimes we don't know that, do we, when we go into a friendship? But we learn that over time. Um, And also we can get used to calling the shots sometimes in relationships, deciding how things need to work. But you know what? The problem with this is sometimes this can merge into being quite controlling. We can sometimes feel like we control the friendship because we need to get what we need out of that. Now, it might be that you sit there and go, this isn't me, but I've been the victim of this. 
You might sit there and go, man, I have some control in friendships where, where my friends are, are, some of my friends are quite manipulative because they have to have things a certain way and, and I just want to make everyone happy so I'll go along and, and try and keep everyone, like make sure everyone's okay, that we can get trapped in friendships that actually become quite negative and quite controlling and, and actually they're not life-giving when they become like that. And if that's you doing that, then this is an opportunity for you to recognise that and go, maybe I need to chill out and kind of let go of the control a little bit and, and allow other people to choose what we do um, or allow other people to win in particular situations. Uh, but if you're trapped in that kind of thing, you, you deserve to, to not feel oppressed or controlled or, or manipulated in certain situations. So this one thing, our expectations can be what agenda looks like. The second thing, and we have talked about this most weeks, is agenda can look like the need for agreement. And this is quite a simple thing in a lot of relationships, that agreement is often the way most friendships seem to work, that you agree on things or you think similar things so you can easily become friends. But actually, friendship based around this need for agreement can actually be really difficult and the need for people to agree with your perspective or your viewpoint can easily become the criteria for a successful friendship so we are good friends as long as you agree with me or we are great friends as long as you believe the same things as me and I would say my journey over the years of being in church communities this has been one of the most problematic things that that as long as you agree with what that person agrees on various issues, we can be friends. But if you turn around and go, I'm not sure my experience lines up with that, then sometimes people go, whoa, I don't know how we can be friends anymore. And you know what? I, I think faith communities, church communities have got a massive amount of work to do on this. Because, and the, the harsh reality for me is I've seen too many people decide that, that faith doesn't work for them or church doesn't work for them and decide to move on and do something different. And do you know what happens? They lose most of the friends who were there. And I, I look at it and go, well, well wait a minute. What, what, does God, what does God want us to do? Does he want us to be loved to people? Does that mean we let go of someone just because they don't, this doesn't work for them anymore? We've got it. We've got to be better at it. And I think this is part of the passion of why we started the living room to go, do you know what? Let's create a space that is safe for people who've wandered away to go, do you know what? I could, I could be, I, f- I feel like I could go with my doubts, with my questions, with stuff unresolved, with my confusion about God and what he, m- what he might be playing at at various points in my life. I'm safe to be in a community where I'm not going to be told, well, that's not, that's not right. You can't think that. You can't say that. You've got to believe this. That's part of the reason we did it, because I got fed up of seeing people walk because it didn't work for them anymore. So agreement can also show itself, as I suppose I've just said, when you have a common commitment or connection. And in some cases, that connection becomes the criteria for friendship to function. So if you're in my church then we can be friends. But if you're not, I'm not sure it's going to work anymore because um, if our paths don't cross, then that's really difficult for us to maintain a friendship. That's not true friendship. That is agenda getting in there saying, unless you think the same as me and do the same as me, um, we we can't relate. 
And that is, that's heartbreaking because that's not true friendship. And if agenda with friends hinges on mutual agreement and commonality, what happens if things change? What happens if you're in that situation and you're let down or you're disappointed? Um, what do you, what, what, how do you function in that kind of situation? What if your opinion or perspective changes? What if you decide to go down a path of asking a load of questions about something and you come up with a different realisation? Are you safe in those friendships um, anymore? What if one of you moves on? What if one of you decides that this doesn't work for me anymore? Um, how does that happen? Now, sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes we need to move on. And I've got to be honest with you, I look back over the last 10 years and if you told me 10 years ago that certain friends wouldn't be particularly close to me anymore, I would have said you were insane. Because I'm like, no, these are friends for life. But you know what? We all change, don't we? If you think back 20 years ago, were you the same person? Did you think the same things? Had you had the same life experiences? No. So we've got to allow ourselves time and space to be able to... Um, evolve, learn from our life experiences and in a faith context learn more about God and allow him to shape us on that journey and do you know what maybe we don't all move in the same direction so sometimes that that kind of people moving on and things changing sometimes it's necessary because people can hold you back if you're just trying to keep them happy because we were always great friends actually it might not be that that's great for you moving forward for your future Because if they're going to keep going, no, 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 you're wrong on that, you're wrong on that, that can be quite a a draining, damaging thing. Um, And sometimes in order to be free to move forward, we have to shake some of those things off. But how does friendship continue when things change? One of the problems is we can cling to nostalgia, can't we? We can look back at the good old days and go, "Do do do you remember all those great times we had? The problem with nostalgia is it remembers the highlights but it forgets the bits that actually were a bit rubbish and a bit hard or a bit tricky or complicated or, or upsetting. Sometimes we remember the, the, the high points, the kind of glamorous moments, but we forget um, some of the stuff that went alongside it. And we almost romanticise as we look back. And I think sometimes nostalgia kind of makes us kind of crave and clamour for those good old days. But you know what? It it will never be the same as it was then because that was a fresh new experience. Um, And actually, maybe um, things are just going to look a bit different. And sometimes things need to change. need to be prepared to to allow them to change. You can remain friends with people. And that's the hope, isn't it? That we can work out how do we um, stay friends um, and, and potentially think a bit differently. How do we do that? Uh, and it's possible to do it, but you need to work on, on how you do it. And, and getting rid of agenda is one of the key things. If, if they have to agree with you, you're not going to be able to stay friends. So letting go of that need for agreement or, or, or that expectation of what friendship looks like allows you to remain friends with people, even if you go in different directions and think differently. And I suppose the reality is, is what we've kind of discussed in the last few minutes is sometimes we just grow apart I think sometimes there there are friends in our lives aren't they that are friends for life that you look at and go do you know it doesn't matter how long or what we go through they will always be there and those are precious friendships which should be kind of highly valued and savoured 
But you know what? Sometimes friends come into our life for a, a block of time, a period of time. Sometimes it's years and years and years. And then things change. There's other people who go out of our lives. And then when they come back in, it's like it was yesterday that we were with them. Um, but we've got to understand that they all function differently. They move differently. Um, and actually, if we can manage our expectations and our feelings towards those, then we can work out how do we continue to function effectively in that. So that's a little bit about agenda, what agenda can do, what it can look like and how it can cause us quite a few um, problems. But what does love look like? We're talking ultimately about becoming love to all people. So how do we become love to our friends? Well, we've done a list already. Um, It's about love, encouragement, support, loyalty, honesty, challenge and time. If we can prioritise those things in our contribution to friendships, then we're more likely to kind of cultivate friendships that bring that back to us as well because we create almost like mini cultures of this is the way we work so let's make sure we're always doing this but also it's about a genuine interest in the lives of others making sure you show that genuine interest in them it's not all about you it's also about them so let's go out of our way to make sure that they know we're interested in them Um, don't be controlling or demanding It's hard, isn't it, sometimes? There's times where we feel like someone needs to step in and do the things that we need to do. Um, But sometimes we're not fully aware that maybe they're going through challenges as well. Um, And we need to kind of offer grace in those kind of situations. Um, Let your friends know that they're valued. We all want to feel valued, don't we? We all want to feel like we are uh, important. That, we are, that what we uh, have to offer to a relationship is valued. So start by letting your friends know that they're valued. Um, and sometimes that can feel awkward. Maybe it's not a normal part of your relationship, but, but telling your friends that you love them um, is really nice and really special. Um, and then finally, be people who consider and remember. I love the idea that we become people who remember. Because you know what? So many times we go through difficult things in our lives and when someone remembers either a date or a time of year that is hard for you or something that's difficult, when someone remembers, something kind of leaps inside of you to make you feel like, I am not on my own. Or someone just recognises and remembers that, that you are going through some challenging times, that this particular time of year is tough and is difficult, or you've got a load of pressure on at the minute. Someone remembers that, you feel seen, and you feel, you feel like someone has got your back. That's what being a good friend looks like. That's what love looks like in friendship. So that's all I want to say about um, loving without agenda, loving our friends without agenda today. I just want to finish by giving us an opportunity just to stop and just think. Because, you know, sometimes in the business of our lives, we don't get a chance to process things. So this is our two minute on a Sunday. Make the most of it. Uh, It might be the last time you get it this week. Um, Just to think, God, what do you want to say to me about my friendships? What do you want to, where might you want to nudge me to go, you could, uh, you might need to let go of that, or you might need to move on from that, or you might need to remember that person, or you might need to to be a bit more considerate here. It could be all sorts of things. And if that's too exhausting, just sit and just have a moment of silence. Um, 
But my hope today is I've given you enough things to think about to do with our friendships, because ultimately we want to be people who, who are really loving and are, are kind of being who Jesus would be if he was in our shoes. That's what we're looking at. So I'm going to give us two minutes uh, and just talk to God about it and see, um, see if he kind of highlights anything to you. So let's just take a moment now. Father God, uh, thank you for friends. I thank you for the gift that they can be um, and the difference that they can make to our lives. And God, I pray um, that you'd help us today to really consider um, the kind of friendships that we have. God, help us to realise if the friendships that aren't kind of given us life. Um, God, help us to work out if that's the case, how do we either challenge that or how do we move away from that and change it so that we're not being held back in those kind of respects. But God, also help us to really focus on how we behave as individuals. Help us to be the kind of friends that you really call us to be, people who are truly loving. Um, and God, I just pray you guide us. Because sometimes it's tricky you knowing how to respond. Emotions are involved. It's, it's kind of it's hard to work out what we should always do and say. But God... What we do know is when you're with us, that becomes easier. So I just pray that you would be close and that you would help us and that you'd help us be brave in some of these situations as well. Um, so just um, keep nudging us this week. Keep reminding us of things that we can do. Um, and just pray that we would feel like some of the stuff that we looked at today will really help us to be even better friends to those people that we really love around us. Uh, so be with us now. Amen.